Blog Talk Radio. The information discussed during the show is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any condition. If your pet is currently experiencing any medical issues, please seek immediate assistance from a licensed veterinarian. Good morning, and thank you for joining us at Holistic Pet Care with Dr. O. I am Dr. Caroline O. Sullivan from Holistic Veterinary Care and Acupuncture Center in Arizona. I'd like to thank you very much for joining us, and thanks to Sylvia Global Media for making this broadcast possible. For any of our podcast listeners, you can email us questions during the show at listeners at sylviaglobal.com, or if you'd like to post comments, you can go to Sylvia Global Facebook into the comments section there. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. So you can join us there at Holistic Pet Care with Dr. O on Facebook and Dr. O DVM on Twitter. So if you'd like to call in a question during the show and talk to our guest, please call 347-215-6138. And I'm very happy to announce that we have a wonderful, wonderful guest today, that has got multiple, multiple skills, but today we're going to try to concentrate on the art of homeopathy or homeopathic treatments, homeopathic medicine. Um, and our guest is Donna Lazito, and she is a, uh, nationally certified in classical homeopathy and also a talented animal communicator. So good morning, Donna, and thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate good it. Good morning, Caroline. Thanks so much for having me on. It's such a pleasure. <laughs> it, we're um, I'm I'm doing the show today from Las Vegas, where I'm attending the Western Veterinary Conference to make sure I stay up to speed on my continuing education credits. And I was thrilled during the course of the um, exhibitors hall to see many many booths with information about veterinary homeopathy. So. Um, We'll be talking today about your skills on the human side and how that translates over to the veterinary side or the pet care side, but um, I wanted to spend a couple minutes during the show at some point to talk about the fact that it, although this is considered to be alternative medicine in many um, arenas, that it's becoming mainstream enough to where I've got booze and booze and booze of people about Academy of Veterinary Homeopathy or Integrated Homeopathy as a modality not only for holistic folks such as myself but traditional practitioners. So I was just, I wanted to mention that because that was really exciting yesterday to be walking through and going, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. So uh, we'll take a couple minutes there later on. But Donna, let, can you tell our uh, listening audience a little bit about yourself and why Certainly. you do what you do? Well, you know, the interesting thing about my work is that it, it really began with the animals. I uh, am a passionate horse person, have always been, and uh, I, learned it, I learned first how to talk to animals because my horse, I, I bought a horse when I was 40, and he was the reason I was walking, and he taught me how to hear the animals. So that was already one step out of the box for me, and I created for myself from that experience a, a part-time animal communication practice. And then uh, he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And since we were in conversation and connection, he and I, um, he had conveyed to me that it was not allopathic medicine, but to find another way to work with these issues that he had. I mean, to make a very long mm -hmm. story short, it was really his idea. And so I, I started to use um, homeopathic uh, medicine for his condition, and over a period of time, I watched a horse that was not breathing well. His coat wouldn't shed. His his feet where he couldn't hardly stand. Come to a 28-year-old holistic horse jumping fences <laughs> without any shoes on because of homeopathy. So it was very clear to me that this horse was was uh, leading my the, the path to my to my. Uh, career and and I began studying homeopathic medicine. Um, I, I I I took a full blown four year 
certification course, uh, and I and I and I studied in India, and I studied in England, and I really became very passionate about the work, mainly because I actually was was uh, gifted the the opportunity to see how this process works because of my horse, and it's a very dynamic. Um, system unto itself. It's a system of energetic me- medicine, which is very different from <laughs> treating the material, which would be uh, allopathic medicine. You know, it's very different from treating the symptoms. It is the, the, the quintessential of treating the entire being because, right. ener- because disease really begins in the energetic state and then gets expressed in the material uh, through symptoms. So, so homeopathic medicine, because it's energetic, we seek to treat the underlying uh, beginnings of the energetic source of, of the of the disease, as opposed to the endpoint, which is what you are, you might see your eczema or your skin disease or uh, your allergy and so on and so on, which has already manifested to the material state. If that makes sense, it it, it does. And the thing is, it's um it's a very different way, um, even inside the scope of what's considered holistic modalities, because um, it's not like allopathic traditional mainstream medicine where you're you're either mechanically or chemically interfering with the process of the body that's interpreted as sickness or pathology. You're actually you know, interfering with the substances that cause these symptoms. Instead, you're going in, correct me if I'm wrong, to try to stimulate the body to have a better response, to be stronger in its its ability to deal with those kinds of threats, you know, the outside threats, but, and to really go into the body at its core and help correct. that um, to deal with underlying causes of diseases that may well be the body's inability to respond to it in a strong enough, healthy enough way. And uh, it's just a very wonderful tact to take to bolster the body to have a better ability to respond to threats from the outside world or whatever it might be. So um, I, uh, it, it just, just a, it's a wonderful, it's just a wonderful paradigm. And the more you can kind of, uh, for me it was, having to read over and over and over again the difference between the stopping the body's immune response or however you believe what's going on, your chi response, your energy response, your energetics, you know, from responding to a threat with allopathic medicine versus encouraging the body to have this response to fight its own fight, you know, which is a term I use a lot, you know, giving giving us the tools to fight our own fight. So I really appreciate that. Now, there's a lot to go over, so let's start at the beginning, if you wouldn't mind, Donna. Yeah, I would would love to because as you were talking, I would would like to let's start with even just the word homeopathy. Mm -hmm. Um, It stems from, and this this will give an indication uh, of how the medicine actually works on on the vital force and to remember that we are dealing with the the um, energetic vitality of, of the being as opposed to right. the physical, um, as we discussed before. So the word homeo means similar, and the word pathos in in the, in the Greek in the, in the in the Greek definition is suffering. And so we're we're what we're trying to do is match the symptoms of the of the expression of a, of a symptom to to the mm-hmm. symptom of a remedy. And that leads us to this premise of this energetic medicine system of like curing like. For instance, if you are cutting an onion and your eyes begin to tear, you know, an allopathic approach would give you something to cut the tears, but a homeopathic approach would actually take the energy of the onion and give that to you because like will cure like and remove the symptom of the tearing because the onion creates the tearing. So mm-hmm. essentially we're, what we're, we're saying is that what, what it can create in a healthy being, it can cure in a sick be- a being. Now that, that absolutely, in, in, that being so, there's quite a difference in the, I'm not sure the appropriate words for it, whether it's the strength, 
the concentration, the dilution, those types of things. I think it's important that people understand that the idea of a onion making your eyes water does not mean that we're going to throw an onion at your immune system, that homeopathy is something different. You know, those remedies um, are prepared in an expert medical fashion, you know, a doctor or a pharmacist of homeopathy. So we'll get into that, but there's not a direct correlation between said physical onion and it's you know the the no actually, actually there is there is no there is there is no onion within within the homeopathic remedy what it really is is the energetic imprint of the onion the way i try to describe uh the essence of a remedy is if you're walking on a beach and you put your footprint in the in the sand and you walk away you're essentially gone from that snapshot but the imprint of your energetic footprint remains in that sand so that's that's how there is there is really no substance it's just the imprint of the substance which 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 touches off when it when it when it touches the, the vital force it the divine intelligence um is is keyed in and cued to know that it's going to remove it you know and to describe exactly how it works I will be honest with you. I'm not sure that anyone has a very an, an exact definition of how it actually removes the symptom, but it is the basis of this of this medicine. It's the scientific aspect of this artful medicine. Right, right, right. Which is, you know, like we talked about, sometimes it's, it's difficult to wrap your brain around something that, especially in a world that we're somewhat used to or entrenched in, you know, Western or mainstream, that there can be a science, you know, with the kind of the internal law of nature that we can approach something without a medicine, without a substance, without an interference in the body's own ability to, um, you know, promote the healing reaction of the organism rather than be reactive to the disease process, so the you exactly. know the, the unique. And I'm reading off of um, uh, one of our wonderful flyers here from Dr. Pitcairn that says, in conventional medicine, drugs are generally given for their effect on the organism, while in homeopathy, the unique remedy is given to provoke a healing reaction to the organism. So that's um, I think that that's really quite straight to the point, especially if we're having a difficult time wrapping our brain around um, some of the other language, some of the other terminology that goes along with some of the holistic and especially homeopathic systems in the terminology and such. Um, and since some of the um, uh, homeopathic remedies and such are treating things that would be considered poisons, would be considered toxins, would be considered something that we would not necessarily think we would want to add to our body, I think it's important that we understand that it is devoid of all chemical toxicities, homeopathy is. So let's, um, let's kind of backtrack this a bit here. Now, with the like treats like, we go back to the German physician, Dr. Now, Correct me. What, what is? How do we pronounce his name? Because I have a Hahnemann. Samuel Hahnemann. Hahnemann. Uh, Hahnemann. Created. He was actually a medical doctor uh, 200 years ago, and he uh, he was experimenting with these with these uh, remedies, and he was actually working with a snake remedy, and found that um, the more of this energetic medicine that he took and created, it, it started to create the symptoms of the actual disease. So he uh-huh. he then used the energetic essence of that same um, snake remedy to remove the symptoms that the that the disease creates. So it's it's again it's it's the um, energetic essence, you know. And and I want to also add that part of the reason that it's difficult for us to wrap our minds around it is because we're trying to wrap the material mind around an uh-huh. energetic principle. And so that mm-hmm. really unto itself helps us to, to see that we need to understand this almost at a very different level than we would something that is material, which yes, why is why it makes it, it difficult to put into words 
and it also makes it difficult to take in in the mind. So if you really want to take this in, you really want to open up every one of your channels and parts of your being to see that the possibility of this. And that will help because trying to make an exactness out of it is, is generally not helpful to trying to understand the way that this works. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not res, it's not restrained by that you know it's just it, it's just so much so much bigger and that the fact that energetics and nanoparticle and um, bodies underlying response to healing reaction and our ability to do those things on a fundamental level and in traditional Chinese medicine whether that's considered Jing or those types of things uh, it's difficult it is difficult to break out of our kind of concrete material type shell that can be encapsulated in language and I know that we're getting I'm getting a little existential here but the, putting words to something that's kind of beyond words and it's, it's experience uh, and uh, at least for me with traditional Chinese medicine and everything that goes along with it with the um, holistic world that to just be a little be really open really accepting and try not to be a naysayer try not to be you know that raised eyebrow and go what you know, that, that can't work. Yeah, that kind of negativity, that kind of um, doubt, that kind of ho-humness that goes into it, I think that your intent is so important as it is in many other modalities of homey, um, holistic medicine. So um, I, I really appreciate that, that you actually, you have this wonderful skill set to actually put words to something that is hard to restrain with that. Um, yeah, I mean, let's go Let's go back to Hahnemann again with his... With his uh, with his first, very first remedy, and that in, in, back in the day, the, the treatment of malaria was to take cinchona bark yes. in the herbal, yes. uh, in the herbal form. And so, what he did, and after he repeatedly ingested, um, and I don't want to say mega doses, but he repeatedly <laughs> ingested the cinchona bark, he started to see that that he started to demonstrate the symptoms of the of the of the of the remedy and so that's when he 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 used the energy of the chinchona bark to actually cure the symptoms of the remedy because that was that was showing and displaying the symptoms of malaria so therefore in the homeopathic form which is the energetic form of the chinchona bark it mm-hmm. would cure it right i did i did some reading uh, just exactly what you're talking about Donna. Um, and that the the reading says that um, uh, when used on a daily basis to um, treat malaria, he thought that to be effective because of its extreme bitterness, and he was unsatisfied with the explanation of other people saying why chichona bark, and he decided, like you said, to try the drug on himself and see what happens. He has intermittent fever, sweats, and all malaria symptoms, and then it's like, hmm, um, and that observing the similarities between the symptoms produced by the disease and the drug used on it, he started to study other active substances. So talk about uh, talk about an open-minded creature that is just so um, into exploring. I mean, nobody had ever even maybe thought this way or explored it or made it public or stood up and said, hey, I I think that this might work. And when was this, early 1800s? Is that correct? Um, it was early 1800s, and Hippocrates really was the, was the was the the first person to really introduce this, and then it and then it it just died, and Hahnemann picked up where Hippocrates left off. So it was it was no accident that I mean it was an accident that he came upon it, but it was <laughs> it was it's definitely um, a, a a ancient way of of healing, and and you know I, I think what in our society today we've gotten away from the energetic and more into the material, which is why it you know it, it homeopathy is not as popular as as allopathic medicine because it is it is energetic and less understood right 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 and the thing is who you know when we when we talk about medicine in general be it veterinary medicine or human medicine the idea that we spend a lot of time sitting down and educating our patients and or our clients about new ideas new modalities those types of things i see that a lot more in holistic thought process than in traditional uh, mainstream medicine because 
not only are we in a hurry, but we kind of know what we're going to do once we see something. If it looks like this, give them that, or it looks like this, schedule that, those right. types of things. And there are folks that definitely think outside the box, but to introduce something as, such as homeopathy to somebody that may not have that, that information about it, it, it doesn't happen in a five-minute conversation or a five-minute interview or a five-minute appointment. So um, there's, a, there's a dedication from both practitioner and client and or patient to really sit down, go over this, ask the questions, and feel really comfortable. And for what I do, um, my, pa- my clients are speaking and making decisions for those who don't have a voice and don't have a choice. So my clients, and all, all pet owners, all pet advocates, all animal lovers, they're tasked with the duty of making the best decision for their non-human friends based on great information and then applying these decisions to a creature that, like I said, has no voice, has no choice. So it's a huge responsibility as far as I'm concerned. So um, spending the time to do this, which um, I, I know that you teach classes on this exact thing, the homeopathic medicine for people and their companion pets, so that people can choose to come and sit down, spend their time learning from you, so that they have better information and experience on which to make decisions for their friends and themselves and their family, of course. But that's, um, we have a caller right now, Donna. Um, so let's see what they have to ask you. Caller, okay. can we help you? Yeah. Good morning, Dr. O. Good morning, Donna. My name is Saul. I'm uh, calling from Arizona. Hi. Thank you for calling, Saul. How can we help you? Uh, thank you for having me. Um, I actually have a friend uh, who has a, uh, her dog unfortunately has cancer with uh, very large tumors, and just wondering what, what kind of homeopathic options there would be to, to help at least make the dog's life comfortable, if not uh, helping with the tumors uh, and shrinking them. Well, you know, in a case like that, it's very interesting. You know, I'm, I am a classical homeopath, which means that we use one remedy at a time for, for um, the, the essence of disease. Now, in a case like this, I think that healing is it occurs on many on many many levels and it's more than just one thing. Now the the essence of the disease has already reached the physical. So I would definitely incorporate other modalities to to support this being, i.e. nutrition, i.e. herbs, i.e. you know because because it has already manifested into the physical. So the physical needs to be addressed. What what we would do, what a homeopath would do would be to understand who is this being? Because who this being is and how they perceive the world is how the cancer gets created in the first place. So we would be treating on all of the levels, mentally, physically, and spiritually, to create comfort. In other words, if it was a, an animal that was very fearful uh, and, and, and had really bad experiences early on in life, uh, and, and, you know, what happens with these, with these early fears is that we don't, recognize that they they spiral inward and create disease human human or or animal i mean it's 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 across the board which is what is the beauty of this medicine and that we would address you know that homeopaths would address the underlying causes and 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 the perceptions of this of this particular dog and then we would support the tumor possibly with some herbal or other therapies that the veterinarian the veterinarian would would advise. Does that, well, Donna, does that help? So are you there? Thank you so much for yeah, the call. Yes. That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. Thank you, Donna. Would you be fair in your response to that? That was an extremely holistic approach to this this creature, right? I mean, because it's not just the lump or the bump or the cancer or the whatever. It's thing that went into that and everything that currently is present and on every aspect, like you said, physical, mental, emotional, nutritional, previous modalities, current modalities to what I always like to tell my client, we have to work as a team. We have to be together for this creature and everyone working for the best interest and the comfort of our friend and with the underlying mandate for my practice, for my um, career, is first do no harm. So everyone needs to be working together, just like you said, and, uh, and not just looking at it as, here, take this and everything will be fine because that, that smacks to me as more 
traditional or mainstream. You know, take two homeopathics and call me in the morning. That's not what this is about, <laughs> right? This is no, because everybody, you know, if you want to take that dog with the tumor, it's not the same homeopathic remedy that every dog with that same tumor is going to get because each each being has a very different perception, and we prescribe based on how the being perceives the world. So, so mm-hmm. while there might be some physical aspects the remedy contains, it really more importantly needs to contain the, the mental aspects because every homeopathic remedy presents a picture just like each being has a personality, each remedy has a personality. So we try to match the personality of the remedy to the personality of the being. And then because it, it begins on that level in such a, a, an emotional, mental-emotional state, it, 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 it encompasses the greater, the greater part of the being, which is in essence where the cancer is contained. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I love this. Now, when you, let's say that you get introduced to a patient, whether it's human or or non-human, and we'll stick with the non-human for this show, of course, how much time does it take you to assess that mental, emotional state, whether it be through questioning the owner or communicating with the patient or developing that rapport or finding the things that you need to not only go back, like you said, but be present now and to move forward because it, it's it's a large undertaking and there's a lot of information that goes into it. So um, how is it that you approach something like that to get down to that one remedy? Well, again, you know, whether whatever the species, I, what we what we seek to understand is how does this being perceive the world? How does this perceive, mm-hmm. being perceive his or her world? Because the beauty of this medicine is that if a being has a, has a symptom of, let's use the symptom of diarrhea, whether you're a horse or a dog or a person, you're going to get the same remedy. And so it's not even really, uh, it, it is because it's, the essence of who we are is really all the same. It's you know the 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 mm-hmm. treatment is not that much different in in treating being horses, dogs or people. So mm-hmm. so it, it's a lot of questioning and again, understanding who is this person sitting in front of me? How, how does she perceive her world? Who is yes. this, does, yes. what is this dog or cat? What are their main, you know, you know, you get the dog or the cat that that won't come out from under the from under the uh, the, the sofa, and then you uh-huh. get the dog who wants to take your head off. I mean, they're both fear, but <laughs> being expressed very differently. Yes, yes, indeed, and you know that that's so true, especially kind of like constitution work um, and traditional Chinese medicine and such is helpful with that, and that regardless of how a creature, regardless of what species, sees the world deals with the stresses of the world is true and real to them. Regardless of us standing on the outside going, well, that's ridiculous, or that's a silly way to respond, or that's a very reactive way, or our opinions on other people's view of the world is inappropriate. And it, it, it doesn't matter, does it? Because the creature's interpretation of their stressors and their world is real to them, and that's all that matters is that we, exactly. we respect the fact that it's real to them and that sometimes it's hard to get past because sometimes, including myself, our, our reactive nature or the way that we go about um, approaching every day can seem a little silly or a little overreactive or underreactive and such. So I think putting aside our own prejudice and our own thoughts on the coulda, woulda, shouldas or, or maybe ego, Maybe I know better than you do type stuff, especially with, you know... Well, it's also very important when when I'm dealing with a patient to put my... And I I think this is the beauty of being a homeopath in that I really must know the difference between my filters and what's coming through my filter and being neutral. Because you really Mm. can't take in the perception of another being unless you put yours aside. Yeah. And so then that enables me to really understand who is this who is this person and, and where you know what what are her perceptions of her universe or his now how how, how was it, how did you do that um you know with with regard to 
you know, we're, we're raised in a certain way and we have a certain education, we have certain experiences and such to where we filter our life through that and then who it is, our, our vision, our perception of who we are or I always like to say I'm much less important than I think I am. Every single day it's a mantra for me. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm much less important than I think I am. My world's going to go on chugging if I completely disappear. So get over it. Get over your ego. Get over it, you know. So that, in essence, is what we're, why we're doing what we're doing right now, Don, is just trying to spread the word, spread the information that there are things out there that you may not know about and that I honestly don't care who you go see or what you do or the decisions that you make long term. I, I care that you know that homeopathy exists and that it does great things and that it's worth well, That's exploring. why I teach at the college over here because I really, yeah. I really <laughs> want people to understand the concept of this and the magnitude yeah. of it. It isn't really about, you know, come to see me. It's really about understanding. When I watch the people in the class, their eyes, the dots connect. It's just yeah. amazing to me, I mean, to, to have people really grasp the, the, the power of this medicine. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it, 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 um, I get the chills honestly sometimes, Donna, when you're you're doing that and you're you're in class and you're you know you're informing you know your students and your group in a very interactive way, and then you start to hear or feel that click 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 piece, and they go and they you know eyes and I know I did it in vet school, I know I did it in traditional Chinese training, I know I do it all the time. I'm like whoa, 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 oh my gosh, you know, and it's it's a wonderful revelation and the idea that. We can, you can, be with people and just introduce something that might help. It just might make life better. It just might be there, maybe not today, but in the future going, oh, what was that class I took about homeopathy and exactly. so on and so forth. So it's a, it's a little piece of a tool in their toolbox, not only for your humans, but, of course, like we talked about um, my, you know, my, my patients, the, my non-human friends, that like I said, no voice and no choice. So we have to be, we have to be really, really good and um, uh, and just open and forthcoming with everything that we know. And that say that there's there's so much more to learn all the time. This isn't the end. Of course not. My goodness gracious! If we're sitting here and something that has been going on since, hmm, let's see here, Hippocrates then there's more. So never give up. That, that's one of the things that I try to tell people all the time. Never give up on the skill set that you're bringing into the world right now and informing people about how inspiring, right? How inspiring that, that there's other things that we can do in addition to or in a vacuum that is inclusive of the entire animal, whether it's a human or not. I mean, I'm, just, exactly. I'm, getting, think, I'm getting all excited think, talking to you. I think people are, are intuitively aware and looking desperately for ways other than allopathic medicine. I think people mm -hmm. are beginning to see that it isn't the truth about healing and that and that there are side effects. I mean, that was one of the reasons that my horse wanted me to 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 seek other methods because of the side effects of of, of medication. Mm -hmm. So yes. so you know and 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 because of the animal communication I I am able to get a a a an experience from the animal and and understand their experiences in in a deeper way because of the of the communication so that helps a lot when trying to understand the being thing with the side effects of our medications we have statistics from human medicine, you know, whether it's the FDA adverse events reporting system or it's hospitalizations based on side effects of properly administered drugs, you know, so I mean, nobody did anything wrong, there's just side effects to them. And then, or if you've ever taken the time to actually read those inserts on human medication that, you know, you go to unroll it and it ends up being like three feet long with all this kind of scary stuff at the end, you're like, ooh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, gosh, I can't do no, that. No, that's true. I understand. I, I don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, allopathic medicine definitely has its place. And right. I'm not trying to poo-hoo it. It definitely has its place. But there definitely. is a, a, a deeper level of healing for those who are interested. I mean, not everyone is. In, in finding another way of understanding the actual concept of disease to begin with. Right, 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 right. And the thing is, um, my, with talking about the side effects or those types of things of allopathic medicine, um, with my concern or ever-present concern is that, like I said, our non-human friends 
can't or don't or folks like myself and many others can't hear them or we they're not listening and you know with when they're just the side effects are happening and they're maybe not feeling super good or it's not working or things are interacting with each other those types of things for me i could say oh gosh i feel i don't feel good and my friends my my four-legged fuzzies and my non you know my pets i they they can do it and you you have the skill set to hear it many people of course don't and the idea that there's this option that we can use that's a different modality is uh it's exciting so can we talk about what are homeopathic remedies and where do they come from well, they are all substances taken from nature. You know, our uh-huh. essence as a, as beings, we are a reflection of the universe. And so mm-hmm. these are uh, um, plants, essences from plants, animals, minerals. Um, and and we use the... Uh, the, the the energy from from these substances, and we we dilute them down. And the way that we establish uh, what their properties are is that instead of testing on animals, we do what are, what are called provings. Uh, and humans, you know, twenty humans get together and ingest the substance, and um, or the energetic remedy, I should say, and uh-huh. then they they. They mark, they charter down. I've done a couple of provings myself, have been quite intense. And you you get into a proving pool and you record over a period of time the substance, the, the symptoms that, that occur for you. And let's just say there was a, a symptom of a remedy that was fear of fire. So if more than five people in the proving come up with this fear of fire that they really never had, you know that's going to be a symptom of whatever remedy they're trying to prove. Right. Now, it, I, go ahead. Well, I, I was um, when these these aggravations, these new symptoms, these things that come up during um, approving and such, those are short lived, yes, and then what followed by a period of relief. It, it's it's there, and then it leaves. Is that correct? During your your well, when we um, take when a person remedy? takes a remedy, yes. What happens because we are matching the state that we call it the state, but because we are matching the uh, symptom picture to the symptom uh, the symptom picture of the remedy, in, in order, you know, it's, it, an aggravation could be considered a healing crisis. So what happens when the symptoms of the remedy and the symptoms of the, the disease come together, you know, and, and that doesn't have to happen if the potency is, is correct, but there might be mm-hmm. a, a slight intensification of symptoms for a very short period, and then it 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 evolves to to wellness and balance because we are not suppressing symptoms. When you take a a, a medication for let's just say uh, eczema, and and you rub it on your skin, you're we're really annihilating the expression of that symptom. In, in, in homeopathic medicine, we're doing the exact opposite. So, so when yeah. we see an aggravation like that or an intensification of symptoms, we're very happy. You know, I know that in, 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 in allopathic medicine, we think it's getting worse, but in, in essence, it's, it's really the vital force moving the disease out. And so it's very short-lived, and, and, and then what, what happens is amelioration after that. So it is, you know, it is, which is why it's important to understand this medicine before just going out and, and, and trying. I mean, certainly for flu and, and acute situations like that, it's certainly uh, worth, worth trying. But it's, it, it, if we're working with some disease, serious disease, we really want to understand the dynamic of, of what's happening when we take a remedy. Um, and I, I appreciate that so much, Donna, because um, these, you know, the, the homeopathics are readily available, and that I'm a strong advocate of making sure that each patient gets treated as a whole and is seen by somebody that is well trained in their modality by experts and brings that information to the plate and that skill set. And whether it's your smell, your sight your clinical signs, your taste, your whatever it is, your essence, your feeling, your aura, your chi, whatever it is that we're dealing with, that to put that in the hands of 
nothing but an expert, nothing but somebody that's certified or has had professional training and experience in this field rather than just going and looking up in a book somewhere and say, oh, I'll do this and do that and do this and do that and do this and that. Because this is, this is powerful, powerful healing, and it is um, it's, it's, um, using you know, laws of nature to mm, exactly. you know, uh, just help the body heal itself. You know, and to work with the body and is a means of healing, not being interrupted by conventional medicine, not opposing the body's systems of healing and, you know, and, and, and dousing the body's reaction to whether it's a disease state, or an imbalanced state, those types of things. But like you said, the opposite. So having something that that's pow- that powerful and that healing, I believe, needs to be under the guidance of somebody who knows what the heck they're doing. Um, and like I said, with my patients and such, first do no harm, and we're not, we're not an experiment, we're not a test case, and we're not something where some is good, so more is better. I run across that a lot, where it's like, if I do this, but then I can do this and do this, and we'll put them all together, and it'll be better than if I just used one. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You need to go talk to somebody, be diagnosed, and be respectful, and follow through with somebody who's got training skills, and in your case, obviously the homeopathy, and somebody who's willing to work together with other practitioners of whether it's holistic or conventional or whoever it is that wants to be uh, working together for the best results for our patients or our clients or our humans. So I I really have the utmost respect for that. Um, Now, do you yourself do some of the remedy preparations and such where we would consider it maybe being a pharmacist or a chemist or a homeopathic scientist? I'm not sure what the right words are for somebody that prepares homeopathic remedies. Well, for the most part, I I work with the the homeopathic pharmacies. you know, they, they make the remedies in, in the laboratories and, you know, when I, and, and I, I also work with a lot of peculiar remedies that are not really available over the counter. So, um, you know, in, in order to make a homeopathic remedy, it takes quite a bit. Um, and, and so I, I'm, I'm much more comfortable working, you know, with a pharmacy such as Hahnemann or a college, there's a homeopathic college in Phoenix. Um, and that's really where I obtain my remedies. Now, you know, I, I want to also add that uh, working with remedies, uh, less, less. another one of the laws of homeopathy is that less is more. So that's yeah. a tough one for us to get our material minds around because we are, our culture is, this made it better, let me take another and it'll get even better. <laughs> that's just, the, again, the opposite in homeopathy because you can create some, heavy aggravations by giving more, 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 more when Mm -hmm. less is really more. Because when you take a homeopathic remedy, I I always like to give this visual. It's like dropping a pebble in a pond. And when you do that, you get that ripple effect. So that ripple effect kind of represents the energetic resonance of of the remedy within, within the being. And you really don't want to redose that until till that last ripple reaches the side of the pond, because if you dose in between, that's when you're going to get an aggravation, because it, yes. it, the body receives this energy and it resonates, and when it finishes resonating is when it should be redosed, not when we think it should be redosed. So it's really about learning to listen to the vital force of the being, mm-hmm. and that you can do by just watching what are they presenting, how is this looking. And, you know, it's a very intuitive process as well, so it's not just a mindful process. And that's how we can establish when another remedy is needed or required or another dose. Yeah, it's, um, that, it's just a beautiful process, isn't it? It's just uh, that it, it in, it, in, I think it demands being present and being attentive and intuitive, and um, some of the things that uh, might be thought of as impossible or takes too much time, too much effort, too much this, when we are, as you know, Western allopathic society um, used to 
take two of these, call me in the morning, or I don't have time for this, or, you know, some of those things that I hear in my practice um, or that uh, I hear in this life or sometimes I feel coursing through myself that need to be set aside in order to do these things because as you're stating, it's a full body, full interaction, full relationship engagement with your yourself. And it actually is, your you know, friend. and we, our society that we're in a rush is really, you know, if you really want to take a look at it, a hard look at it, it's really that we're trying to get the body to operate at the, at the pace of the mind. And the body doesn't do that. The body doesn't, and it will never do that. And so it, when you start to recognize the difference between the pace that your mind wants it to go and the pace that the body actually needs it to go are very different. Indeed. And we Indeed. want to get more in tune with our bodies as we approach this time in our universe and, and, less, and less and more out of our mind, and then we're going to see whole healing. Our bodies have it down. It's just that our egos and our minds have taken it to a place and, you know, have made it a lot about, about money. And so it, it's, it's got all mixed up. And so we come oh back to the, to, the, to the origins of who we really are when you treat in this way and allow the body to be. The body has an incredible intelligence. Oh, and, indeed, and to follow indeed that. It does. Indeed it does. You know, one of the things that we, we talk about many times is that the body wants to heal itself. The body is always yes. going to try to compensate. The body is always going to try to make up for the deficiencies that you apply to it. Or the excesses that you apply to it. The body's exactly. always working to try to compensate and or we can think about it, trying to get into homeostasis and going against the tsunami of, like you're saying, the stress or what we perceive as our reality to be important. And, uh, and I, I am a big fat hypocrite when it comes to that because you know, my brain is going fast and I try to do too many things too quickly, and then I find uh, release in or um, some centering in things like definitely exercise, definitely meditation, definitely fresh air, definitely this spending time with my non-human friends and being attentive because they, they, they tell me. They always just tell me the answer and not, not in a personal way, just like slow down, relax, take a walk, have some fun, express some joy drink some water, and get some exercise. You'll be fine. You know, so I, I really appreciate it. No, and also, saying, you know, that if you watch these critters, what do they do? They live in the present moment. They don't live in the yeah. past. They don't live in the future like we do. They're yeah. in the present moment, and that's really the lesson that they have for all of us. And, I, and I, you know, I, I learned so much from my horse, and I still he's in spirit, and I continue to follow his guidance because uh, he set the course for my entire life. How did, he, how did he contact you? I don't have the right language, but how, how did you have your first interaction uh, other than a typical interaction with him? You just well, heard him? Well, the truth of the matter sure. is I, I, um, he was experiencing some really incredible health problems with his with his leg and I was not in tune with animal communication and I I spoke to an animal communicator and the message that she gave me from him was so profound in that he had said to her my leg is not the problem it's my immune system if you boost my immune system my leg will heal and I just was so flabbergasted <laughs> by that and then I learned further that you know, animal communication is not exclusive to me or any other animal communicator. It's, a, it's an innate ability that we all have, we're born with, yeah, and right. that culture has right. just evolved out of us. Yeah, so with that, I started to really look at, at, at this deep communication with him and, and understanding that I could, I could do this with him. And, you yeah, know, over yeah. practice and practice and practice and practice, it becomes a reality, just like if you exercise to get good abs, yeah. <laughs> you have a strong stomach because you exercise. If you exercise your intuitive muscle, it's going to, you're going to be able to hear. And again, if you could quiet the mind, yes, 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 definitely, you could hear the animal. That, that's a tough one. That's a tough one, isn't it? And your your point about them living in the present, you know, being present, being living in the now. Uh, wow, if we would just slow down and and take an example from our friends and actually 
heated, you know, heated, that would be divine. And like I said, I, I'm not the best example of it at all, but I, I just... I uh, find that it's even just important to notice when I'm not. You know, yes, it's not definitely. so much that I try to be, but it's more important to notice when I'm not, and that's how it, it becomes into balance over time. Donna, when you, when you do that, when... When you when you have your you know your foot on the gas too much or those types of things and that moment comes where you just you get for me it just is right in front of my face and I honestly I just start laughing I honestly start laughing I'm like I get it I'm I'm listening and I don't honestly I don't know if it's my dad I don't know if it's some of my 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 canine friends I think that that's more true and that I'm headed towards something whether I'm going to slam my finger in the door or I'm going to drop my backpack or I'm going to do this and do that and I honestly I I become present for just a flash moment, and I just start laughing. I just go, I hear you. I'm listening. I'm listening. And I just start laughing and put on the brakes. You know, it's like this, there is nothing right now that's worth what, you, what, what you're so involved in is not that important. Be here. Like, be exactly. here. And, uh, and most of the time, it means I just sit myself down either with my chickens or my dog or, like, talk, go and have a conversation with a fish, whatever it is, and just and literally just start laughing. And I honestly... Pure joy. That's what I feel. Pure joy. And everything else slips away. I mean, just for that moment, everything slips away. I'm like, ha, this is good. This is very good. So um, I, I like that, that you uh, brought that to the fore about being present because, boy, it does make all the difference in the world, those moments that we actually get it. Um, Donna, if you had a couple moments to tell the world what you would like to tell them about your skill set, your, your blessing um, with the art of homeopathy and increasing the quality of life of our non-human friends or whatever you'd like to say in a very positive, supportive way, this is our chance. So so um, please share what you're comfortable with, Donna. That would be great. So I, I, think, I think the most important thing for, for uh, what I have seen in, in my journey and what I see in my patients is that, you know, disease is, it comes for a reason, Mm. And 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 it's and and there's there's many dimensions of understanding who we are and why we're here, based on the diseases that we create for ourselves, and and to understand the voice of this disease because it's trying to teach you something, instead of trying to make it go away so that we can continue on the same path that created it in the first place which is, right. is really the idea of we have about disease. Oh, I have this eczema. Let me just make it go away. Well, what created this eczema in the first place? Because that's where your life is going to change. And that's why you yes. see people that have serious disease, their lives change because the disease is the teacher. Yes. And, that, yes. and only that disease can, can make a change. And if it's your animal that's come with the disease, you know, I, I, I do believe that, that souls travel together and that uh-huh. animals and people are each other's teachers and, and that we can learn from our animals and, and, and they can learn from us. And to try to just approach disease in a little bit of a different way of, of, or, or look through, at it through a different lens because with every negative that uh, happens to us in our lives, there's a silver oh. lining in every aspect yes. of every negative, and to really try to, to look for that. For some of us, it comes naturally. For some of us, we need to really process it. But, but I, I, I really feel that there's so much to be had within the context of our own experience. And, you know, if I was going to say anything about my journey or, or if you're just embarking on, on, on working with disease, whether for yourself or your, or your, your animal companion, to really have some compassion because really in the bottom of it all love is love is the answer <laughs> mentally <laughs> physically spiritually and and to and to, to really seek that out um i hope that helps you know it does help and it's it's so great because the beatles have always had the answer haven't they that's fantastic um i I, I also had a life-changing you know that that when disease comes or if the unexpected comes, in my opinion, everything can change with a phone call. Everything can change in that moment of time, whether it's, I mean, like just an instant that you can put your finger on that changed everything in everything. And for for my experience and my journey and um, 
for those that I try to try to help um, or try to um, impart some information to that there's got to be more. That's what happened to me. There's got to be something else. There has got this can't be all there is. There's got to be another way, and not a negative way. Just this this can't this can't be it. There's got to be something else, and that. If that if you get that sensation when that feeling comes, do not let it go. You know, just go, stand up, push, explore, ask questions, be an advocate either for yourself or for your non-human friend, because that's what it's going to take to get to the next place. Whether it means you know relaxing <laughs> or slowing down or opening your mind or releasing some of the ways that we deal with everyday stress, those types of things. But when that moment comes, try to be present, try to recognize it as, man, there's got to be something else. This can't be the entirety of my life. This can't be the entirety of my stressors or the things that I impart on my, my non-human friends. So um, it, uh, it, uh, like for me, it came down to one moment, and uh, and that changed everything. And changed slowly. It wasn't it wasn't you know 180 switch, but it definitely let me explore and get to where I am now. And like you said, it's a process. And that uh, if that disease state comes, it's a wake up call. I mean, how did you get yourself here? How did you? What have you been doing that got you here? And let's not let's not continue down this road together, me and my body and whatever it is I'm doing now. So I couldn't appreciate that more. Now, Donna, if, if our listeners would like to get in touch with you or find out more about human and veterinary, uh, or I guess pet would be the right word, homeopathy, and that your skill set with animal communication, how would they do that, Donna? Well, you can reach me through uh, my website. My, uh, my website is www.donnalazito.com. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, my animal communication website is linked to that. It's whispersofthespirit.net. Right. Um, I'm also going to be teaching at Yavapai College for those who uh, have that possibility to learn uh, teaching animal communication and homeopathy uh, all uh, this month, March and April. Um, registration for the classes for homeopathy are... Uh, being taken at the college until March, you know, 21st, because the class begins on the 22nd. Uh, and you can reach me through my site. The information is on my site. The phone's on my site. My and and uh, that's how. And uh, with through your site and those types of things, are you able to give people some references that they want to do a little self-study with reliable sources of information, reliable sources of educated um, or informed, rather than just going and I don't know, Googling it or something like that, where you know, sometimes there's a... You know, I, I think there's, there's, a book, there's a book that's written by Tom Dooley, I, I, and it's called Beyond Flat Earth Medicine. And I think it's mm-hmm. very basic, and, and uh, it, it really describes the essence of this medicine um, and, and how it works. Uh, if, if, you, if you are interested in exploring it further, that that's a really good basis to understand, uh, because there's a lot to understand about it. Um, which is what I love about my class is that it's short, it's three weeks long, and it's you know, it's just an overview. Um, you know, and I'm and I'm working on on ways uh, to circulate uh, and have participants in, in practice circles with the animal communication and homeopathy as well. Where that is a work in progress. I'm working with the community, and then I'm going to work online to move it out uh, into into the nation to try to come together via. Uh, the web or personal meetings to come and, cool, and just talk it. about the things that we talked about because I think that there's great discussion that's needed. And so I'm trying to create circles whereby that can happen. Right on. Donna, listen, thank you so much for joining us and giving us like this insight to this invaluable source for, for as far as I'm concerned, our non-human friends um, and that I want to thank everyone that was listening today and encourage you to participate not only today, but in ongoing shows by calling in 347-215-6138. Podcast listeners can send me some emails and visit us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you endlessly to Sylvia Global Media for allowing this to happen. And I look forward to hearing from you next week and in our next session with Holistic Pet Care with Dr. O. Have a wonderful week. 
and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you very much. Goodbye, Donna. Thank you for your time. Bye-bye. I appreciate Thanks it. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. You're welcome, hon. Bye-bye. The information discussed during the show is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any condition. If your pet is currently experiencing any medical issues, please seek immediate assistance from a licensed veterinarian.